Hey guys, this is Kyle Klammer. And this is Zach Welch. And this is the Good Life Bow Hunter, official podcast of the NBA. We're back for another round. It's been a little while, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Well, turkey season kept us pretty busy, and yeah. it's been a while since we recorded the last one. It just seems like, and you just blink, and four or five weeks goes by, and yeah. Uh, absolutely man it's yeah i know i i was thinking the other day i was thinking man we need to record a podcast then i looked back the last one i was like holy cow it was way longer ago than i thought but yeah we were tossing around the idea recording a couple different ones and had some idea guests and we were going back and forth thinking of when to record and you were either busy or i was busy and just couldn't find the time but uh glad we could finally sit down and record this one definitely um well um I guess this evening here, we've got a couple special guests. I'm sure everybody's very familiar with them. Um, but before we get to that, um, I guess any, just real quick, any announcements that are pertinent right now, we're going to talk about a few things NBA related in this podcast, but anything that you needed to bring up Zach or that's, that's pushing or pressing right now. I don't think so. There's a lot of stuff coming up in the new newsletter that I think, uh, probably save to let people read that stuff on their own there's a lot of big things in there and yep. the main stuff we'll touch on during this podcast so yep I, I don't have anything unless you do i don't so sounds good well without further ado then i'm gonna go ahead and let our guests just introduce themselves and just a real quick bio if you wouldn't mind we got eric and amber albright on with us here so hey guys you want to give us a Quick rundown, tell us who you are, what you do, where you live, all that good stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, guys. It's been a while since I've been on. Uh, Amber's with me this time, as you said. Uh, we are, well, we've been with the NBA for, I've been with the NBA for ever since I was little, and we've been married for 11 years now. <laughs> 11. I had to think. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah, you better watch it, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven years, and Amber's pretty much been involved since we started dating. She used she started going with me to the banquet and stuff. Clear back when. Yeah, we right now we live north of Kearney. We've got three boys. They're nine, seven, and four years old, and. And they keep us busy. So with that and everything else going on, school and uh, work, that's hunting and fishing when we can. That's pretty much what we do. Yeah, absolutely. How did you guys get started bow hunting? Kind of tell us about that. I mean, I know you're big involved in the NBA, but I do kind of like hearing people's stories just as far as you know, how they, how they got involved with, with bow hunting and archery and kind of what that looks like. It seems like everybody's story is, you know, a little different and, um, you know, some of them are the same, but, um, so just touch on that a little bit, guys, if you would. All right. Well, uh, I, I've, I've been shooting a bow since I was little. My dad, my dad got into it. I know that Zach's dad, Harlan, was a huge influence on him when they were younger. Got him, they kind of 
got going together, shooting bows and really getting involved in the NBA uh, well before me and Zach were really even born. <laughs> and uh, they really got going with it. And so when I was little, that's kind of all I knew, you know, a lot like, like you guys too, that that's just it's what we did and uh, shot bows and, you know, it was, it was part of life. I mean, it was just what I grew up knowing and what I love, you know, fell in love with back then. I love it today. Um, just, you know, I, I went everywhere with my dad. He would take me along, you know, to 3D shoots, to uh, sit in a blind with him, or, I mean, even just out in the backyard after work, shooting our bows together and, and uh, bow fishing, all that stuff, you know, I just, I couldn't get enough of it. And, and it just, yeah, it was, that's kind of what I grew up doing, like I said, and it just, it's never really died off for me. I just still love doing it. And I guess I'll let Amber tell her side. I didn't have any experience with hunting growing up. Um, I grew up with a farming family and we fished and did a lot of outdoor things, but didn't do any hunting. And when Eric and I started dating, I knew that he was a bow hunter. I knew that he was really involved in all of that. And, um, at one point I, you know, I, I told him, I was like, you are hunting all the time and I want to spend more time together. We need to go on dates. And so his solution to buy me a bow <laughs> and teach me how to shoot it. And that that was going to be how we were going to spend more time together. And he got me out in a turkey blind for my first time hunting. And I missed so many turkeys from like five yards. <laughs> <laughs> So I just hated it at first because I was so frustrated. And then I watched him shoot the head right off the turkey, and I thought that was pretty cool. So we kept going, and then he took me out on my first deer hunt. And um, we hadn't seen anything for a while. And then um, a beautiful buck walked right in front of our blind, and I had a great shot, and that was my first success. And ever since then, um, I've just known that bow hunting lifestyle was going to be part of our family. Yeah, that's great. I, Amber, what did you what did you think when you were first getting involved with this bow hunting stuff? Were you was it was it a little overwhelming, or how did that uh, how did that kind of go? Yeah, you know, watching Eric do that and his friends because I'd been around all of them a lot. Um, it looked a lot easier than it than it was. Um, I was, I was really shocked by just how difficult it was to even pull back a bow at first and just using those new muscle groups. And so I had to practice a lot. And part of that was at, at first, probably just trying to learn it. And then part of it was trying to impress Eric, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and, you know, but one of the biggest things that took me by surprise was when I started going to the banquets and the jamboree and just how how fun it was, how close-knit the whole NBA group was. And, you know, if I, I had an interest and a passion for bow hunting, but even if I hadn't, I wouldn't have wanted to stop going to those events. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... 
you're exactly right. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, you know, on here, I feel like Zach, you know, just about how the NBA is just such a, like a family, just so many good people. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it, I don't know. It's just, it's just great. It's a great time. Everything. Um, I guess it, I, I could see, certainly see from an outside perspective, uh, you know, it would, it would be a lot to come into and, and see kind of that, that group of people. And, but I do think a lot of times, you know, and I don't know if this is your experience, Amber, but we, we're very welcoming to, to new people. You know, I just, I had a, a buddy of mine that never been in the NBA um, who joined a couple years ago. And that was, that was all he could talk about him and his wife actually. Well, they came to the Jamboree last year, but that's all they could talk yeah. about. Just how everybody was so nice. And um, anyways, it's just, it's pretty cool that we can, that people can have that experience. Cause I don't think, I don't think every organization's like that. Maybe, maybe they are, but I don't know. I just, right. no, I mean, you hear a lot of these first timers like Halsey and the banquet and stuff. And, they come away and they, they reflect on it. You know, you ask them how it was and they say they, you know, they get treated like family from the second they show up. There's always a group welcoming them and stuff. And that's such a rare thing that you, that you see, Kyle, like you said, there aren't many organizations like that you can go to a lot of different state bow hunters associations and you aren't going to find a lot of groups that welcoming anyways, or that close knit. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the NBA, so <laughs> um, Eric and Amber, why don't you guys just kind of talk about, you know, you guys have worn a lot of different hats over the years and, you know, how did you kind of get involved with, with some of the things that you've done in the NBA and, you know, what's, what's that looks like over the years and, um, you know, would you, would you mind touching on that just a little bit? Yeah. Well, when we first got started, you know, it actually, um, as we were going to the banquet every year um, when we started dating, um, and then when we first got married, towards the end of every banquet, we would always tell each other, um, we need to get involved. We need to find something to do to volunteer because it was such a fun weekend, um, so well put together, and we just really enjoyed it. And we were getting a lot of benefit from being part of the NBA. So every year for probably six, seven years, at the end of every banquet, we would talk about, well, we need to start volunteering. We need to get involved. And then we just, we just didn't. We didn't reach out. We didn't try to get um, ourselves involved. And then finally one year, I was, um, I was pregnant with our second kiddo. And the banquet was coming up in a couple months. And I just sent in, I sent an email to somebody from the NBA that was on the board. And I said, this is my background. These are the things that I have done in previous jobs. What can I do to help? You know, where can I help? And they immediately gave me um, different ideas. And um, one of them was to redo the NBA's website. And I said, I would love to do that. Let's do it. So by banquet time, we had a new website up and going. And that was my first role with the NBA um, that I just I started doing the website and then from that came social media um, and eventually some marketing and then just recently a few months ago I took on the role of newsletter editor so I produced the 
um, Nebraska Bowhunter magazine that comes out. Uh, everybody got one for the March issue, um, and we'll be getting one in a couple weeks here. Yeah, I did. I didn't realize that you had uh, that you had redone the website, Amber. But that's I'm I'm, yeah, we, I'm glad that you did. <laughs> it looks really good. Yeah. Oh, I think. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, and that just I think that says a lot about you as a person, and and you and both you and Eric both. I mean, um, just that you've been really willing to to step in and and help with a lot of things. Um, I know Eric's done well, a lot of stuff. We're talking about with um, the group being so welcoming. It was the same with the board and with volunteering. But I think we had held off on doing that because we thought they kind of had it handled. The events went well and they probably didn't need any help, um, but we wanted to. And as soon as we reached out, we it, they wanted our help. They needed roles and the NBA still does. So it was just very welcoming, just like, like what you talked about before. Yeah. And that, I guess, how I got involved too was I kind of sat at home when my pregnant wife was going to NBA meetings. <laughs> he was, was jealous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> done. I said, "What do I need to do?" Yeah. Uh, anyway, no. At uh, Western Wildlife Rep opened up right around that same time, and uh, I decided to put my name in the hat for it. And they were happy to accept me into that position, and so I worked there with with Mike Lutt, who I believe is still doing the Eastern Wildlife Rep on that side. And uh, that was a really good step into the NBA board or, or you know, volunteer position to, to an officer position. And I learned a whole lot, uh, kind of the ins and outs, just sitting in the meetings and listening to the board, you know, uh, go through things and you know, meeting with the game and parks and doing seminars at the banquet. It was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that position. And uh, from there, I know that I was a, a couple years after that, Heather Hale was ready to take a break from uh, membership chairman. And so I decided to try that. And uh, so I did that for a year or two, a couple years, a couple years there. And, um, so I did that, and that was that was really enjoyable. It's it's a lot of work, and hats off to Heather for taking it back again. She cleaned up the everything that I probably didn't do right, but she she does a great job at that. She works her tail off, and uh, I can say that's a that is a tough job, and she handles it awesome, and we need it. So anyway, from there, I kind of. Step back, Heather took it over again, and uh, right after that, the Jamboree co-chair opened up, and I decided to take that, or put my name in the hat for that. Me and Nate Nelson will be co-chairing this Jamboree that's upcoming this year. So that's where I'm at now, is trying to figure all this out. So that's, I guess that's my background of how I got involved and where I'm at today. Yeah. Thank you guys. That's, that's great. Well, we, we really appreciate all the work you guys have done because I know you've done a lot of work for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, it's, and that, you know, 
to throw that back at you. Thank you guys for all you've done. You guys have stepped up tremendously. And I hope the listeners realize that you guys do a ton for the NBA. And this podcast is awesome. And uh, all the other stuff you guys are involved in, you've been to a ton of meetings. And keep it up, fellas, because you're doing a good job. And I think for us, too, as we started having kids, uh, we we saw, you know, how much um, we loved being part of the NBA and going to the events. And we knew that, that this we needed to get our kids involved with the NBA also. And so a little bit of it was wanting to help out just for something fun to do and to help out a great organization. But we also wanted to make sure that we were uh, – keeping up with the NBA so that our kids could enjoy it too. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. Um, you know, I, I remember growing up and, you know, my dad was always doing stuff with it and, you know, that's, I don't know, it, it just, I, I just always remember that, you know, he was always going to meetings and things. And I was like, Oh, you know, I should just, it kept in the back of my mind. And, you know, I guess here we are now. I just kept thinking maybe I should, do something with that too but anyways that's uh speaking of family time <laughs> why don't you guys talk about uh just you know I, I i wanted to just talk about this a little bit i guess because um you know if there's if there's listeners out there um you know that listen to the podcast and you know wonder i mean we always talk about oh we go to the jamboree and you know we do this and go to the banquet and this and that and, you know i don't think we've ever really talk specifically about like you know people I mean I know we've said well people bring their kids and this and that but you know what what does that exactly entail like what what's there what's there for the kids like what does the NBA do for the kids you know and so you guys have three of them obviously and uh why don't you just talk about that a little bit if you would um just so our listeners kind of have an idea there I guess I think that'd be great but yeah, I think that's a good thing to talk about. I, I agree with you that, you know, I think including us when we had young kids, a, a lot of people, I mean, look at the jamboree, the banquet, whatever it may be with NDA stuff that, you know, it's a, it's a fun getaway. It's a lot of good times. Uh, maybe some late nights, if you know what I mean. Some, you know, walking the, walking the ranges at Halsey. It's, you know, it's, it's hot. It's miserable. Uh, weather-wise, but, you know, a ton of fun to go with your friends, you know, kind of adult stuff, I guess, don't really, you know, kind of think, how would I get my kids there, and what would I do with them, and we had those thoughts, you know, and those worries, I guess, at the beginning, but we just went for it, I mean, at first, we did banquet, you know, we didn't take our little, little ones to Halsey, I think we, no, we, we went to the banquet every year, because we felt like that was an easy thing to bring, the kids too, since it was in a hotel and we held going to the jamboree for many years because we just didn't really quite see how that would um, work with little kids. And we went for the first time four years ago with the kids and we now make it about a a week and a half (laughs) ordeal. It's our family vacation. Yeah, it is. But for what the NBA does for the kids at the banquet, um, the kids get, have a ton of fun with um, a, the trade show and just hanging out with people and talking with them, um, looking at the trophy wall. But there's also a special kids seminar 
um, just just for the kids to go to. They always get some type of goodie bag or prize. The last couple of years, we've done a scavenger hunt there also around the hotel uh, so they can just have some fun throughout the weekend. Uh, the Jamboree, there um, is a kid's target contest so kids can make their own homemade targets and there have been some really cool ones i think there was spongebob one year not right and there's like a candy machine one year that was really neat that energizer bunny's still there that i'm sure <laughs> i know i shot and i'm sure you guys shot when you were little yeah. Yeah. do you remember the do you remember the barney target yes <laughs> yeah well, i forgot all about that till you just said that but that yeah. was awesome that one was there for a long time, old Barney. <laughs> Barney the purple yeah. dinosaur. <laughs> a couple of years ago, that was really neat, too. Yeah. And that's actually a contest for them. The kids will, those targets will then be placed in a kids-only range um, with some other really fun 3D targets. And it's a, an easier range for the kids with not... Um, with no poison ivy there, not as much poison ivy. And then after they're done, the kids get to vote on which homemade target they like the best. And that um, winner gets a prize. And then on Saturday um, in the morning, there's kids activities that are usually um, two or three crafts that the kids can be involved in. And, and then in addition to that, just all of the normal fun stuff, our kids love tubing. Um, and just playing in the river, they've been able to make it on some of the harder ranges, um, even if that meant that we had to give them piggyback rides the whole time. And this year, on Thursday night, a new thing that Nate and Eric are doing is there's going to be a kids' fun night. Um, hopefully, we'll encourage families to come a little bit earlier, enjoy a long weekend together, and there will be games for the kids, hopefully an outdoor movie, um, and just a night dedicated to them. That's awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> great. Good to know. And now, you know, with all, with all that being said, I think one of the biggest things that has been great for our kids in this and involving them, and they look forward to every year, is simply seeing the people. I mean, yeah. everybody there. And I and I mean this with all of my heart. Everybody in this organization is so welcoming to kids at these events. I mean, we get nervous a lot of times, like we think our kids are bugging people, and we'll try to kind of pull them away. And everyone is very quick to stop us and grab the kids and go look at what they're interested in. And oh, they, and it's it, amazing. It really is. I mean, it's there's. I've said it time and time again and I'll, I'll say it one more time that there's nowhere else I would rather have my children growing up to, you know or no other thing I'd have them involved in I mean it's just it's fantastic it you know the, the people are so good from from the older members all the way to the younger ones I mean everybody is just great with kids and they, and they want to like Amber said they want to have them with them they want to hang out I mean I'll take them out to shoot you know, or go play with them in the river or whatever it may be at Halsey or take them around the motel, you know, and it's just, it's a special thing. It our, really is. Our son, Cody, shot his first turkey this year, and he came and told me about it. He was with Dad, and he told me he was so excited, and he wanted to talk to Grandpa about it, but then the first thing he wanted to do 
after that was drive up so that we had service and he wanted to call um, some of the NBA members and tell them about it. <laughs> and I think they'll probably be surprised if when they realize someday that we're not related to these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Speaking of that, would you guys, do you guys want to tell us that story? I'm, I'm very eager to hear this story, by the way. I'm, I'm, well, I, that was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to tell it. And that, I, I, the only person that could probably tell the story better than me is Cody himself. And he would love <laughs> yeah. to tell anybody that will listen to him. But, uh, my dad, his, his grandpa, Mike, Cody's grandpa, Mike, invited us out to one of his turkey spots uh, earlier this month um, to go out for a camping trip and try to try to get a turkey and we had talked about this way back uh, you know even before the banquet I don't remember when we made the plan but we were gonna go oh well, now it was it was clear back in the summer at some point but Cody heard us talking about it and we were making the plan and he Come to me later and said, "Well, Dad, can I try to shoot a turkey?" Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, about had a cough. <laughs> but uh, at about he, he's only nine years old, so I was like, "Well, I don't, you know, we'll see." So the more the summer went on, he was shooting his bow, and you know, he's he's pretty good. And so I said, "Well, let's let's see what you can get you pulling, and if you get to pulling enough, you know, we'll." We'll talk about it. So I kind of set the bar to him of where I wanted him to be pulling and how I wanted him to be shooting. Well, he kept working at it, kept working at it, and it was getting closer. And so he was shooting pretty good poundage. So I said, uh, well, all right, let's go get you some broadheads. So I went and bought him some two-blade broadheads, kind of did some research on what, you know, cut on impact broadheads for, for a lighter poundage would be. So... I went and bought some, put them on, and he started shooting them, you know, 10 yards and in. And uh, they were, had a pretty good thump to him when he'd shoot. So I said, well, all right. So it was getting within weeks of doing this. We had it all planned. And so I kind of gave him an option. I said, all right, I'm going to set something out here. And if you can put three arrows in this, you know, it's about the size of a softball. I said, if you can put three arrows in that, right now you can go so we set up and he shot and i'll be darned if he didn't hit it every time <laughs> so i said okay that's it we'll, we'll do it so we went on and i actually got my tag his tag amber got a tag and uh he was of course he was pumped i mean and he's been turkey hunting with me before let me let me just say this he's been turkey hunting out with me before but i don't think he had ever been on a successful one and i don't even know if he'd seen a turkey from a blind and anyway so we go out that night and we got my dad's camper out at this place and it was just a beautiful weekend i mean it was i can't remember the exact date but it was a beautiful weekend. Weekend. Weather, weather was great it was it was easter weekend so that night we had a little campfire and, you know, all, all of us went, me, Amber, and all three boys. And that next morning we got up early and me and his grandpa and him got up, went out and he had, my, my dad 
had already had a blind set up or you've been seeing good activity. And so we got set up there, got the decoys put in and just about, you know, just as the sun was starting to, or the, the gray of dawn was coming in, uh, we kind of got into the blind and got settled and the turkeys were way down over the ridge and they were just gobbling like crazy and yelping and there was a bunch of them. And at first, you know, Cody was super excited to hear it. He listened to it for a while and it was super calm that morning and the turkeys were loud. After a little bit, he kind of looked at me and he's like, dad, it's starting to get annoying almost. <laughs> and it just went silent and then didn't hear anything. So I kind of told him, they said, all right, well, they're, they're flying down, you know, let's, let's be ready. And so he said, okay. And so we sat there. And I kind of called to him a couple times and, you know, I don't know, 15 minutes later, I hear one getting close, hand the yelping back at me and pretty quick, I've got him ready. He's down, you know, on his knees, ready to shoot in the blind. And here she comes and she comes right into the decoys. We had them set at about, I don't know, five yards probably. And she came right into the, right into the decoys. And, uh, you know, I looked over and his old little, broadhead on the end of his arrow was just thumping as fast as it could move on the end of his broadhead or excuse me on the end of his arrow and uh he's wide-eyed you know his eyes were as big as saucers watching her and she kind of went along yelping and yelping and moved back and forth and she was all by herself so she kind of moved off and he was really excited about that one about two minutes later about three more hens come in all of them come in hung out there forever you know he's just looking at me whispering you know is there any toms with them i said no so after a little bit they wander off but this time you start to get a little frustrated (laughs) do that again 11 hens came by and not one tom and so by the time the 11th hen had come by he's kind of like what the heck you know i think he even asked me is there even any toms here or is this all hens (laughs) i was like well i don't know but about that time i heard more coming so i told him to get ready and he's kind of rolling his eyes before i could even hardly get that out here come a tom just running right past the window of the blind and full strut walks right you know he runs right up to the decoys stands sideways from him and i whispered to him okay cody there's your tom and he's looking at him you know i said pull back and he pulls his bow back and just as he pulls his bow back and starts to aim that tom walked right behind the decoy and uh he kind of looked at it and you know and i just whispered i said don't shoot the decoy and he just waited. He had his bow pulled back and he waited. And that Tom come around the other side and was perfectly broadside looking the other way. And I said, okay. And, and uh, he sitting there and he says, uh, he whispers to me, dad, can I shoot? And I said, if you can see your spot and he shot and I, I honestly could not have put a pin on that Turkey at a better spot where I wanted him to shoot. <laughs> and his arrow buried in pretty deep. And the Tom took off to the east. And of course, I saw him take off and I freaked and threw the blind over the top of my head, (laughs) scattered hands everywhere and took off running. And uh, I see the Tom running, you know, limping pretty hard. I go running after him and he actually wheeled around, come right back at me. He was running straight for me and I was just going to, you know, like full on tackling (laughs) the 
before I could even get my hands on him, he toppled over, kicked his feet in the air, started kicking. And admittedly so, I let out the loudest scream I think I ever have in my life. Just pure, unbelievable excitement. I don't think I've ever been so excited, even when I shot something. And Eric's dad, Mike, was in a blind a ways away from them. And he said that he all of a sudden could hear, you got him! So he ran blind and took off running towards them. Yeah. And I, I grabbed the tom and I looked over, and all I could see was the blind and Cody's little head was sticking out of a window, just <laughs> mouth wide open, looking at me. You know? And uh, I brought the turkey back, and I, you know I helped him out of the blind, and he no more got out of that blind. And I grabbed him and gave him the biggest hug, and I'm afraid I probably popped his back. <laughs> He was laughing, you know, and he apparently, according to him, if you ask him, I was crying. But that's still up for that's still up for <laughs> discussion or argument. Pretty quick, my dad come running around the corner, and you know, he's like, "What? What happened?" And I, he looks down, and you know, he's like, "Did Cody shoot him?" And I was like, "Yeah." Well, then my dad tackled Cody, gave him a big <laughs> hug, and uh, uh, it was. We celebrated there. I mean, it took us 20 minutes to even kind of gather ourselves. It was just so awesome. And uh, it was a it was a full Tom, uh, like an eight and a half inch beard, about inch spurs on him and <laughs> lucky little turd. But anyway, <laughs> so we took some really good pictures and and that was Cody's first turkey, turkey hunt with a bow and first success. And he we were walking down his birthday's coming up and he asked me he said for my birthday all i want is another turkey tag (laughs) (laughs) and then he called tom nauman to tell him about his turkey and didn't tom tell him he could get two more yeah (laughs) tom nom or he could still shoot two more so (laughs) anyway that was nice to tom for you (laughs) yeah I said, I, well, yeah, you, I, I told Cody, I said, that's great, but, and we will, but let's just enjoy the moment. Here. <laughs> On our way home, he had written out a list for us of his birthday wish, wish list, which was his own blind, a couple decoys, of course, a couple tags. Calls. Some calls. And he was just full on turkey mode. And, and we, we cooked it up, too, at camp, so that was a pretty proud moment for him. Yeah, he fed the camp that night. He was he was pretty proud about that. That's awesome. Anyway, it was a special moment. That's pretty special. That's about as good as a first turkey story you can get right there. That's You got the whole experience cooking it right there in camp and having, having you and Grandpa right there with him. That's pretty special. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. It was, I mean... Yeah, that, is, that is something I, I know I'll never forget. I don't think any of us will forget. And other than the next, that evening, me and Amber went out. We did, didn't get one that night. And then Sunday morning, he wanted to get up and go again. And, you know, he left his boat at camp and went with me and Grandpa, and we just all sat in the same blind. And me and my dad kind of made the deal that I'll shoot right, he'll shoot left. And the turkey went left, and Cody got a you know, watch his grandpa shoot a big tom too that morning. So 
it was a pretty successful weekend and a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, we had a great time and I hope to make that a yearly tradition. <clears throat> That's a great story, man. I just, I, I can get a, just a big kick out of that stuff. I mean, I think everybody does, but when, when, yep. when you, when you, when you have, when you have your own too, you just start, I just start thinking about all those things. And so it just gets me all pumped up, man. Just gets me, <laughs> it gets me all excited. Oh, and I, yeah. I'll tell you, I, since I've had kids, I, I agree, Kyle, it's, it's been the same thing. I've thought about, I've thought about that from, you know, day one and what that would be like. And I can, I'm here to attest. There's, there's nothing like it. It was yeah, fantastic. I can't, I mean, I got two more to go for their first times and, you know, hopefully many, many more memories with all of them and, and, when, and all of us. And when they're younger, you, you know, when they were out hunting, me and our younger two, our um, seven-year-old and four-year-old, we did a lot of hiking and we looked for deer tracks and turkey tracks and turkey feathers and um, you know, we just talked about a bunch of different things with hunting and when they would get to go someday. And so I think when Cody was really little, we were a little more hesitant to just get out and try camping and try um, a lot more of the exploring because it's it's hard with kids. It's a lot more difficult. You have to pack five times more things and bring a year's worth of snacks and but it's it's so worth it because they come back and are so excited and wanted to shoot their bows every night so it's it's worth it yeah yeah no that is that's great that is just uh <clears throat> just love it good stuff thank you guys for sharing that that's i think Everybody will enjoy that. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to imagine how fast Eric was running there. I'm just trying to picture that in my mind. So, anyways, <laughs> after the turkey, but <laughs> are you talking like four four speed or what do you think, Eric? Oh, yeah, I I don't know. I I felt <laughs> like I was moving at like mock speed. Yeah, yeah. But it was. Uh, I, you know how it goes in those moments. It's like in the moment things move so fast, but it also just almost feels like slow motion. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's just it's one of them things I couldn't really remember it till till you think about it, and it's I don't know. It it happens so quick. <laughs> Cody wrote an article about his hunt for the next um, NBA newsletter that'll uh, be out in May. And there's three other kids his age that wrote about either being in the blind for a hunt or their first turkey. So we've got a couple pages of kids' articles um, writing about the exact same thing. And I, any NBA member, like, you know, what what is this all about? I think they would say the kids. And so I'm excited for everybody to see those articles from the kids. And, that, and speaking of that, I... Um... Another one of Cody's little buddies through the NBA's uh, Adler Messenger, and he's the same age, and he shot his first turkey this year too. And you know, going back to the NBA on that, those two will be able to walk up together next banquet and get their first big game award at that banquet, and that's just 
I don't know, I think about that with the friends I've had through this, just how cool and special that really is to think they get to do that. And uh, that's, that's just neat. That's awesome. No, you know, something that's a little um, kind of slightly off topic or, well, it's, it's pretty on topic, I guess, but, um, you know, I was just thinking about, <laughs> you know, when, when, when we were, you know, when, when I was growing up, when we were younger, you know, you couldn't hunt till you were 12, basically. You couldn't hunt turkeys or deer. And I, do, I do like that they kind of leave it up to, you know, parents now and, and let you, you know, decide when you're, when you think your kid is ready. And because, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I know they, why they had the reasons of doing it when they did it, but it's like, you know, we, we want to keep these kids interested and we want to keep them involved. And so it's, I, I just think it's great that you can, you know, just, just leave it up to the parents to, to decide when that's appropriate or, or not. And just go from there, I guess. I, that's just my two thoughts. And so I think I'm glad they did that. That's, I, 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 I but it really is. And obviously, you know, with that being said, I, I would, you know, you gotta be, got to be responsible about it like like you'd mentioned you know as as the adult you got to know that your kid can do it and uh and, but it is really cool you know the turkeys like that that they've they've allowed that decision to be up to the parents and, and that it it can happen at a young age because i remember i'm just, like you said when we were young 12 seemed like an eternity till you were going to be able to get there and be able <laughs> yeah, to go yourself. for sure well well, you think of how long your first 10 years of life took, you know, and it, it feels like yeah. 20 have taken half the time or, you know, half or a quarter of the time that that took, but I don't know. Maybe. And that actually, now that you say that, that reminds me when Cody did shoot that turkey, you know, he's always been so impressed with Tom Nauman who shot, you know, I can't remember where he's at, but 200 plus turkeys in his life. After he shot it, Cody said, <laughs> Man, Dad, I'm only nine years old. If I keep this up, I could shoot into the hundreds of these things. He set himself a <laughs> 400 goal. Oh, that's funny. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I agree. Yeah. Um, Amber, speaking of the newsletter, you, you mentioned uh, it was was that we talked before we got on here? Is was that the the segment you were talking about or you said there was some new things with the newsletter that's going to be coming yeah. up there's a, a couple of things um on the topic of kids this isn't completely new it's been going on since last jamboree but there is an mba member who has been very generous to donate a bow for a kids raffle kids only raffle but the really neat thing is that the kids can't buy the tickets they have to earn the tickets. A few more chances to earn tickets will happen, which will be at the Jamboree this year. Uh, some of the ways that they can earn tickets are through um, helping at things Jamboree, um, helping set up the ranges, different things like that. But they can also earn tickets for the newsletter or sending in a picture they took 
or um, a recipe that they have or just anything fun like that to contribute to our magazine, to our newsletter. And they earn those tickets and then we keep track of that and they'll get those tickets at the Jamboree and there will be a drawing and one of the kids is going to win a bow. So that's a super fun thing. We've had quite a few entries, but there's a lot more chances to earn. And then the other thing um, for the newsletter, this is a new thing that um, I put in the next one, which is where I have QR codes placed throughout the newsletter. I think people are starting to see a lot more QR codes um, at restaurants, like to see a menu or just on different advertisement. And what, what QR codes are is it's uh, basically a barcode that you scan with your phone and it brings you to a link on a website or a photo or a PDF or just some extra content. And I wanted to add those to our newsletter so that if, um, if there's ever somebody that wanted to write an article and had a ton of pictures or a video of their hunt, um, that we obviously can't include a lot of that stuff in our magazine, we can have a QR code there. Um, people can see a couple pictures in the magazine and then scan the code and see all that extra content from their phone. Uh, I also, I put a QR code um, in on the podcast section of the newsletter. So when people read about there being a podcast, they can just scan that code and they get a direct link um, to your guys' show. Uh, there's um, a new uh, member club 3D schedule that, um, that the NBA put out that's in the newsletter. It's a kind of a compilation of all of our member clubs 3D shoots for the rest of the spring and summer. And they can see that schedule in the newsletter, but they can also scan the QR code so they can save it to their phone, see more details and links um, right from there. So that's something new. I know new things can be um, kind of hard to figure out. It, how to scan the code changes based on what type of phone you have. So if people have any struggle with it or they don't have a smartphone and they want to see the links, they can just email me my emails throughout the newsletter all over and I'll help them figure it out. That's great. <clears throat> I love it. Yeah, it'll be fun. No, I'm uh... I'm impressed, Amber. That's that's some uh, that's wow. some intuition there. That's 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 great. <laughs> I like that. That's that's awesome. Now you guys see what I saw in her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not my turkey hunting abilities. <laughs> oh man. Hey, I I'm hoping that somebody you know right now I just use it for links to our website, um, and to your podcast and and some extra kids info and Jamboree info. Um, but I'm, I'm really hoping that somebody will do that for some of the articles that they write. And we, we usually get the, well, the last newsletter I did and then this one, there's about four member, four or five member written articles. And I'm hoping that people will just start sharing their hunting stories more um, because it's, it's cool to, it's cool to, you know, share hunting stories by, chatting on the phone or sending out Snapchats, but to sit down and write it out and have it published in this magazine that goes out to all of our members, um, I think it's just, that's it, not an opportunity that very many people get. It, 
to be able to get published for your story. And people can send me their article and a couple photos. And then if they have a bunch more photos or a cool video, we can link to that through that QR code and um, get their story out there. And can I share my email address? Is that fine? Oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Okay. So you would send that info to newsletter.nba at gmail.com um, or just go to nebraskabowhunters.com and the email and links are all over there. Um, the deadline for the next newsletter, so the May one will be out probably within the next week or two, um, that it should be to everybody's door. And then our next newsletter will be our July one. And that deadline is June 15th. So as we're finishing up um, spring turkey and getting into bow fishing, um, people can send their articles or just success photos with a caption um, or just anything else they want to share. Recipes are great. I think people love to see recipes, um, little tips and tricks. Uh, articles, articles can be anything from a few paragraphs talking about a hunt to a couple pages um, just explaining how to do something or, you know, a, just a really neat story of your hunt. And I know both of you have written um, articles for the newsletter and it's probably intimidating at first, but it's really cool to be published in that. It's a, a not many bow hunters get that opportunity and we have that here. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It, it's, it's nice to have it. Um, you know, I, I, this, this is just a selfish thing really, but, you know, I, I, I wanted to share the story, you know, that, but it's also cool to just have it in a print form, you know, like it's in a magazine, like you can keep that for forever. You know, you always have that story because, you know, who knows what happens with stuff on computers in 50 years. I don't know. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Is it, will you always have that file? I mean, you always have the memory, but it's nice to just have that. And so that's just, I don't know, something I was thinking about, I guess, but. But I do love that idea, Amber, with the QR codes and just like if you could have, you know, if somebody's got a bunch of pictures from like an awesome caribou hunt in Alaska or something or a whitetail hunt in their backyard or a turkey hunt down the road, you know, or whatever, like um, sharing some cool pictures. And I think that's that's great. So good work. Um, Eric? Do you want to uh, just touch real quick on uh, some stuff with Halsey that we talked about earlier, just so people know about it? I mean, we, we'll talk about it again, but um, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead. Uh, uh, obviously, kind of NBA, what we're setting our sights on now, and uh, – and then, uh, yeah, that'll be August 5th through the 8th. It'll be, uh, yeah, there'll, there'll be the four ranges again. Well, I, I guess I'll also say if you've never been there, uh, it's a great thing to go to right before the kids go back to school or, you know, the end of summer, right before hunting season starts. You can get your, you know, it's, it's amazing ranges. I know we've talked about it on this podcast before. We've talked about it in other areas, just how unrivaled palsy is. The, the jamboree is you know for the quality of ranges we have the fun the duration and the price i just i don't think you can beat a weekend like that 
Um, so, uh, you know, people that have been there 25 years running or people that have never went, you know, I, I would encourage you to write it on your calendar, plan on it again and come on out. We've got, you know, a full slate this year that, you know, it's, it's taken shape. Not everything's there yet, but, uh, you know, we're going to do, we're going to have, uh, the four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday will be the main days, you know, Sundays, but you know, morning we'll be able to shoot. It's pretty much over. Then we'll start picking up targets Sunday, but, uh, uh, Saturday is the main event and you know well let me back up Friday are all the competition shoots uh, we'll do a lot of there'll be a lot of fun things to do starting Friday and then Saturday it rolls all the way through the through the day there and then it'll be capped off Saturday night by the awards and the little uh, meal we have which will be catered again um, you know and that all that's all included in the price overall for the weekend so you know to get a meal there get awards for the competition shoots the days ahead of that and uh there'll be donations raffles all that again so you can win some cool prizes so it really has it all you know and, and this year i know that camping has always been tight you know it always seems like things are booked up in the forest really quick plenty um, of tent camping plenty of tent camping yeah that's always true but it is august so i get it we get it if you don't want to go be in a tent, especially with kids for that long. It's, that is tough. Uh, but we have, me and Nate Nelson is the other co-chairman. Uh, we have been in discussion with um, Bedford, uh, the town there just to the west. Uh, and they are going to allow overflow camping into their fairground area. Um, they, You know, we can all stay there. If there's nowhere left in the forest, there is no hookups, but you know, you're allowed to pull your camper in there, put a generator on. Uh, and they said that you can do that for free, but the, you know, they they will have a donation box set out and they just asked that we would remember the donation box and put in there what we think we've used. Uh, so that's super, super kind of them to do that. Um, that's a big help for us because we're always, like I said, we're always tied on space. There are extra, in Bedford as well. Yep, there's I believe 30, 30 amp and 50 amp hookups uh, outside of the road side, road side in, and uh, Arrowhead Lodge, I believe is the name. I apologize if I got that wrong, but we'll get it right in the next newsletter. <laughs> um, those, those hotels have also said that if you call them and book rooms with them, and tell them with you're with the NBA, they will give us a discount rate for that weekend. But they ask that you, if you are going to do that, that you would probably call in and book it early because Sturgis is going on then and they get a lot of people rolling through for that. They stay at their motels. So uh, that would be something if you are, you know, if you don't want to camp, if you want to come out, you got kids, you know, or just don't like camping, you know, we, we're going to try to accommodate everybody. So, don't feel like you got to come, you know, rough it for a few days. You can go to the motels, and they're, they're super nice motels there. Um, and it's only a short 15 miles or so from the from the forest where all the ranges are and all the fun. So there will be a lot of options this year for places to stay. Um, you know, so 
that's going to be a big help, I believe, and we hope to really push it to give people something to do this summer. I know we're all tired of being cooped up. Hopefully everything keeps trending that way so we can just have a big shebang out there and everybody can get out and have a blast. Awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, be here before we know it. It will. Absolutely. Um, Well, I think that's about it, guys. You guys have anything else? Any other thoughts? That's that's all I had on my uh, my list of things. That that was a pretty abbreviated list, but abbreviated lists turn into long conversations sometimes. So that's good stuff. So, (laughs) but uh, what we want? Yeah, no, that's exactly what we want. But yeah, Eric, Amber, anything else? Oh, I'm sure I'll think of something five minutes after we're done. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think I think that's about it. And like Amber said, the newsletter will be out here just shortly. And there'll be one more coming up in July. And that'll be the big focus on the Jamboree. There'll be a lot of stuff, a lot more information there. And we'll, we'll have a lot more. We, we got a lot of fun stuff planned, even leading up to the jamboree that's going to get a lot of people pumped up and hopefully if you've never been there been on the fence about it hopefully it'll push you to come check it out and it's going to be a lot of fun and there's a lot of things to come so sit tight because there's more (laughs) sounds good man no thank you for taking time we really appreciate it so yep thanks guys appreciate it well i guess with uh with that being said, Zach, let's close it out here. So um, I guess this is Kyle Palmer. This is Zach Welch. This is the Good Life Bow Hunter official podcast of the NBA. That it is. We'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>